0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are live streaming at the moment and we are just letting everybody into the room for the I Love Real Estate Student Success Stories. Uh, Now, I'm just gonna just kind of have a little bit of a chat about these while we get some more people um, logging on at the moment, because these I Love Real Estate um, Student Success Stories They're really interesting for a couple of different reasons. Um, One of them is that it will give you a little bit of inspiration and insight into what others have done and how they've turned their situation around. And this story is another classic example of how you can be in a situation where you believe you're doing the right thing, everything's kind of going along well, but then something happens and then suddenly you've shifted your focus and you have to change what you're doing for a whole number of reasons. I'm not going to give it away because Henry is here. He's the one that we're going to be talking to. Um, and it's a really fascinating story. I know that you've probably seen the video of Henry previously as well. I know Dimly uses it a lot. I know it's kind of out there on the ilevelestate.tv website as well as a success story. Uh, so we want to delve in and actually find out a little bit more about, um, about Henry, and about what's been going on as well as finding out, hey, what's he doing now? What's he doing now? What's 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 going on at this point in time? So let's get straight into it right now. All right, we're just a little bit after 12. So today's um, amazing student is Henry. And Henry has been with the community for uh, I think it's about five years now. Um, And he's going to share his story of what he's been doing his successes and also some of the things he's been doing and how he's changed. So, um, Henry, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Happy to be here. Uh, I'll be so much happier if it was in person, but you know, technology works pretty well these days.
0: Absolutely. If we could do it in person, Henry, we would. I mean, we're both Melbourneites, (laughs) so I'm sure we would love to just catch up in person, but that's okay. Zoom will have to do for the day, hey? Yeah, that's it.
1: It works pretty well anyway, so...
0: It does indeed, it does indeed. Okay, so look, um, let's get into your story. Now, you've been involved with the community for about five years now, but I wanted to find out from you. um, I'm always interested to find out, well, what was going on before Mm. you joined I Love Real Estate? Like, what was life like? Because I know that you're in the corporate world. Do you want to just share a little bit about what that was like for you? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, Listen, so before Dimna, before property was uh, effectively my life, uh, I spent about 25 years in the corporate world. Uh, I used to have um, one of those, um, you know, really high intensity jobs, I, I, I thought I was doing great. Actually, I, I actually thought it was, you know, the happiest I've ever been working with really interesting people in really, really exciting projects. Um, but but the reality is, was I was really, really miserable, and I just, I just didn't realize it. So, um, so financially, I was kind of making a whole bunch of money. Um, you know, my, um, I, I get the privilege of having my, you know, my pretty dimna salary pasted everywhere. So if you haven't heard of it, I used to make somewhere between 150 and 170 grand a year, depending on the year. Um, but even with that, I was severely in debt. So I probably had 70 grand of debt in, in credit card. Um, and somehow I still didn't see much of a problem with that. I thought, well, it will sort out eventually. Uh, but obviously, obviously, eventually never comes. Um, but for me, really, the the kind of biggest wake-up moment was uh, I used to travel a lot. I probably spent 220 nights away from home every year, which is so, a lot.
0: So 220 nights yes. away from your family.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, oh, that's, what my, that's what my tax um, papers say. On the last year <laughs> I was an employee, I spent 220 nights away from home, so... Wow.
0: But but the people you're working with, they were quite high-powered people, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I
1: and mean, that's actually what 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 made it really exciting was it's, it's almost it's almost like, you know, it was addictive, right? So I'm working with people who who are making 10, 20 times the amount of money I was making, who are making really, really big decisions for really, really massive, you know, multinational corporations in really, really key areas. So this was really a you know, it felt like an opportunity to go and play with a with a with you know with a really big voice, um, and 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 that actually kind of uh, to me was sort of really exciting. I've always been uh, driven and and ambitious and and and, and uh, you know wanted wanted to do better. So this for me felt like an opportunity to kind of learn from some of these guys and and work on stuff that I thought was really really exciting, uh, and I, that's probably what covered a little bit. Um, the fact that I was sacrificing a whole bunch of things by doing that, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it.
0: Yeah. And then you were on this, uh, this major job for about three months, weren't you?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a, in a job in Perth, uh, which for someone living in Melbourne is probably one of the kind of hardest things that, that can happen because obviously time difference and, and pretty long flights. Uh, back when people used to fly, Uh, there used to be this thing called planes, you will jump on a Sunday afternoon to be there uh, Sunday evening, just to make sure that I'm there for, uh, you know, first set of meetings in the morning of Monday. And then at the end of Friday, once everyone's gone home, then I'm going to an airport to take another four hour flight back to Melbourne, Uh, plus obviously a couple of hours time difference, which means I probably got home about midnight or 1am sometimes. Uh, just to spend the next probably 36 hours at home and then do it all over again. So it really, really took me away from my family up to the point where and some of you might have heard kind of this story uh, on stage before, where, you know, one Sunday about three months after I started this project, I'm kind of carrying my suitcase up in the car and, you know, saying goodbye to everybody and to my, at the time, uh, three-year-old uh, sort of twin boys. Uh, and I say, well, boys, uh, you know, we'll, um, you know, see you later. You know, I'm, I'm going. And, uh, and I remember one of them telling me, uh, you know, bye, Daddy. Come back and visit us again soon. And, uh, and that really, really was like a spear to my, to my heart. It's a really, really kind of intense of wake-up moment when I realized something needed to change. Uh, I couldn't continue doing that um you know one minute more uh, and it really really changed my focus in life from that point on
0: um pretty pretty um pretty intense situation mm. <laughs> so from going from actually loving what you do being involved with people that did that change everything did it
1: Absolutely. Like I said, you know, you will have asked me an hour before this thing happened. I was really excited about a whole bunch of things that we had planned for the week and a whole bunch of meetings with really, really high influential people. Uh, We were even thinking about, you know, do we need to go and meet with the Western Australian government about some of this stuff? Uh, uh, You know, a minute later, I couldn't care less about any of that stuff. I needed my job and I, to, to the point where I wasn't sure how I ever, could do it. Like, you know, it it, it really, really changed my, you know, my mind from one minute to the next, uh, you know. And I think it's just, I think that was always there, but it just opened my eyes. And it's one of those scenes where, you know, there's stuff that's been around us all the time, and we just don't see it, right? Um, uh, Until something happens. And then, you know, I started, and and I've analyzed that situation over kind of many years afterwards. And I realized that, that was probably always like that. It's like it's not like I felt a lot of love with my job in a minute or just with a comment. I just was putting that, you know, in the, in the back room while I kind of concentrated on the good bits. Uh, 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 maybe because I've always been a bit of an optimist, but um, I, I I didn't realize what I was really feeling. But it was true that I was re- that was already, um, you know, fairly stressed. So.
0: Mm. The, 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 just a few words from an innocent child. Hey, <laughs> just yeah, cuts, uh, cuts through.
1: yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I can right. tell you that day I don't remember anything else. I don't remember what I was wearing or where I was going or what flight I was on, but I can tell you that I remember those comments like, like they were two minutes ago. Yeah! So, wow. wow. Problem, yeah. Yeah.
0: So so then, what did you do? Obviously, you were looking around, and and uh, and at that point in time, you didn't really have too much of an interest in property or anything like that. It was just mainly work. No, no interest,
1: no interest in property at all. In fact, I thought I thought it was something you know completely, really completely uninteresting. So, uh, but I knew I needed to kind of change something. So I started having a look at a whole bunch of options of how. Okay, I need to change my life. How are we going to do that? And I started, you know. You know, the, the immediate goal is, well, I need a different job. Maybe a job where I don't travel that much. And I, you know, it, it's a bit like, you know, once you once you fall out of love with this stuff, I realized that none of those things were really going to make me happy uh, once I did a pretty clear analysis. Um, and then I started looking at other stuff. So, okay, so is it property or is it other types of investment or, or is it other type of businesses? Um, and then I registered for a one day with Dibna. Uh, one of those one-day events that that, uh, that we do every now and then, uh, but I, I clearly wasn't committed enough, so I didn't actually show up. It was one of those, you know, Saturday all day, and I, like many people, I probably found some excuse of why not to take action, and I just let it sleep. Uh, but because I've been kind of registered for uh, for that event. Um, Facebook at the time used to show you, you know, content, and then it would show you at the top, you know, Henry like this or Michael like this. Uh, and, you know, next time that I got a piece of content from Dimna, it had a couple of names at the top, very, very good friends of mine that I had no idea were involved in property or that were involved with now or any of that stuff. So I immediately kind of gave them a call. So, listen, this woman that kind of, you know, talks about all this stuff, is it, is it? Is it kind of true, or is it just a scam, or how does it work? I was really, really skeptical about the whole thing, to be honest. Um, and uh, and then they proceeded to kind of tell me their story a little bit. So say, so, no, 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 no. We started, you know, we started with her, you know, five five years ago, and we have done all this sort of stuff. And and uh, and I remember asking them, so how, how? I mean, we're really, really good friends. How come I don't know any of this stuff? Um, and they um, and they proceeded to tell me that they did try to tell most of our friends in in the same circle about these sort of things. But once they realized that we had no interest in any of that stuff, then they had to choose, well, okay, do do we keep, you know, a strong friendship going on a personal level, or do they keep kind of pushing, you know, what they knew was really, really good, but we were just not ready, not ready to listen. Now I can tell you, I didn't hear what they said. I, I thought they were lying to me. I said, ah, you never mentioned this stuff. But it's just one of those things where, when you're not ready to listen to it, it kind of, you know, it goes in Spanish. We have a saying, right? It goes in one ear and out the other, right? And you know, nothing sticks.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's actually a really interesting point, too, because I think that uh, there's a couple of things here. difficulties calls it the dream stealers that you don't want to tell it to someone who might just kind of like put a negative view. Yeah. So if someone's talking about it, but it is also interesting that um, it's the RAS system as well. If you're not into it, if it's not on your agenda, you won't see it. But as soon as you actually kind of go, and she uses the term of a, a a red BMW or a yellow BMW, and then suddenly you don't see anything like that. But I know everyone has had that experience where someone goes, actually, look, I'm really interested in this yellow BMW or whatever. You're driving along, and you you just see they're just everywhere. But they're always there, but you just never see them. Yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so yeah. So once they yeah, once they told me that story, a bit like what, what you're saying, Michael, I started looking at content everywhere and I started looking at the opportunities everywhere. And, you know, even before I knew what a good deal was or what a bad deal was, you know, couldn't go through the street without realizing that, okay, well, you know, there's this stuff and there's that stuff. And, and, and I realized I, I, you know, the stakes were fairly high, so I needed some real help. So I just decided to join Ultimate pretty much straight away.
0: Yeah. And then you, um, when, when did you do your first bootcamp?
1: Uh, so my first bootcamp was October, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough that it was just a week or two after I joined Ultimate. So I was lucky enough. I didn't have to wait uh, uh, a lot of time, which in, in hindsight was, you know, was positive in a number of ways. Um, but the main one was that I, I got straight into bootcamp like many of us do without any preconceptions. I hadn't look at deals. I had to look at areas. I hadn't even kind of read the books, to be honest, or the old folders that they used to send. I probably don't send them anymore, but you know, uh, it used to be these carpets full of CDs and, and, and books at the time. Um, so I got into bootcamp with a completely open mind, ready to learn whatever it is that they were gonna teach. I didn't even know exactly what it was gonna be. So, um, but bootcamp was, brilliant, because even though it's incredibly overwhelming as a kind of first timer to go through kind of through that experience, it gave me a big sort of menu of options of all the things that could be done in property, all the strategies that, that you know, that were available uh, and enough detail about each of those to help me identify, well, these are the strategies that fit, you know, my situation and my position and my interest. Um, and these other ones, they're great, but they're just not for me. So instead of just rambling and trying everything, uh, like, like, some people do, uh, I came out of there with, you know, a plan, a focus plan of what strategies were going to be kind of the center of, of, of what I was going to do. Uh, and then the other side of, of bootcamp was also fairly important, which is I left bootcamp with a very, very clear plan. Of what I needed to do, regardless of what strategies that we're going to follow, the typical stuff that we now sort of take for granted, you know, asset protection and structuring and you know market readiness, all that sort of stuff, uh, I could leave bootcamp and say, like, okay, well, you know, we need to do t- take these actions, you know, talk to these people uh, and get stuff kind of going in this direction. Mm,
0: so it looks, it sounds like you actually got pretty focused there.
1: Yes, like I said, I, I you know. I went into bootcamp knowing the problem and I came out with a very, very clear plan of how I was going to solve, you know, how I was going to turn around my life. I didn't call it that, that at the time, but that's effectively what it did. It gave me a very, very clear plan of what were the first few steps and then the next steps uh, that I was going to drive. It gave me focus. And again, like I said before, I'm, I'm sort of fairly driven and fairly kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, energetic in in, in in the way I kind of drive things. So it gave me something to kind of hang on to and to drive a little bit of a plan to execute on. So. Mm, awesome, awesome. So
0: after the bootcamp, what were the other parts of the program that kind of impacted you? Was there other um, events or other boot camps? Uh,
1: yeah, no, there's, uh, there's probably two big things I will say. I mean, an, an actual before I, I go there, I should probably say that, you know, I, I haven't done a single event in this community that I've lived that event and go like, oh, okay, that that didn't deliver some incredible amount of value. They all do, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like everything is, is kind of about focus. But there's two big areas, I guess, that are, I, I kind of remember very fondly. So in, in the in the platinum, sorry, in the, in the ultimate world, which is kind of where I started, um, the, the, the winner has to be millionaire within, yeah? So, um, you know, I did that program um, and the day I came out of that pro- program, I, I, I wasn't the same person, right? So it's, uh, it's very different to some of the other programs that we have here in the community, but it allowed me to completely change my mindset. And uh, and to be honest, it opened a whole bunch of doors and remove a whole bunch of limiting beliefs, uh, and made me believe about some of these woo-woo stuff that that sometimes people analytical people and engineers like me don't 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 kind of believe in, until you go and see it and experience it, and then you go like, well, maybe there's some sort of system here. I just don't know how it works, but ultimately. Um, it, it kind of opens your mind and allows you to see a whole bunch of things that were, um, that were hard to see beforehand. So that's going to be in the ultimate world. That's going to that be my favorite event. Uh, I, I do it every time we can. And I'm really, really hoping that we can do it live one day again soon mm-hmm. because it's one of those events that, um, you know, just being in the room, kind of the energy flowing there is, is incredible, really. Oh,
0: totally and look we did actually have it live at the moment but we streamed it as well it was yes. only the queenslanders that managed to go there live but but it is it's one of the favorite events is the real estate millionaire within yeah all the mindset stuff that and dimna loves that she just loves that event too oh, it's is,
1: incredible yeah it really yeah
0: is. awesome and then look the next the next thing that really got you got into was the because because you spoke on stage at the super conference I, do. Continue, yes. which is just, well, I should just let everyone know that for those of you who don't know, we have a super conference at the end of the year. It's the party of the year. It's a celebration of success. It's where Divna lets everyone know and says, hey, share your stories. And she's done that right now. So if you haven't already, if you're wondering about it, she's asking students right now to share. And you can see what the stories are going to be shared that will be she'll have to choose out of 12 of them and then they will go up on on stage and be shared at the super conference this year but this was one that you put your story into wasn't it and then you got selected to to share on stage
1: it is actually and that that video is still there around there somewhere and every time i see it i kind of you know it almost brings tears to my eyes um I. I went into it and, and, you know, sometimes it feels a little bit self-serving. Yeah, you're in stage and you can talk about what you've done. And um, so I went through the exercise first, in a way, I really, really didn't want to do it, right? I thought for starters, I thought I hadn't done much. I'm like, no, I haven't done a lot, really. I'm just at the beginning of my journey. Uh, and I probably was, you know, in the earlier stages of my journey compared to where I want to get, uh, but, People who knew better than me, people like Michael and others, they they they've seen what I've done and say, like, now listen, this will help other people. And that thing was a bit that really clicked me over. When you say, like, listen, you talking about what you've done, and in fact, this conversation today is not so much about me, you know, boasting about what I've done. It's about being able to help people who were or who are in the situation that I was in when this whole thing started. Um, And I know how much pain that was. So so I kind of agreed to go and present it. And again, at the time, I didn't think I've done much until we actually started writing these deals and these numbers and and, and some of what I've done. Um, And have seen the effect that though that story and that conversation had on a room of 800 people who were there uh, kind of at the time, it was really rewarding in a way that I didn't anticipate being able to give back to to, to a community that effectively kind of changed my life and took me out of a really, really dark place into a a much better um, situation. But also, and I guess this is a bit the self-serving part of it, it also helped me understand and realize that even though I thought I've done not a lot, I had gone a really, really long way from that conversation with my kid that Sunday afternoon before I flew, uh, I flew, I flew, I, t- I took the plane, up to the day I got on stage and uh, and I was able to talk about, you know, leaving my job and dedicating to property full time and doing all of those things.
0: Awesome experience, hey! Wow, but, um, life life changing, hey! It is. It
1: is life changing, and and I know it's life changing for 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 a lot of the people going through the same experience. So, so a um, bit of an unscripted plug, If you've been thinking about putting your story, and you think you haven't done a lot, go do it. Uh, it's um and don't do it for you. Do it because you'll be able to help a whole bunch of people. Um, Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, and I've got to say, it is a common thing that I think we all do. We don't realize how far we've come until we share it with others. And yeah. once we share it with others, I go, oh, wow, you've done that. You've done that. Suddenly, that brings home. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. Now, um, the other thing is now you, you have joined Platinum, but uh, I wanted to just find out because you had a really interesting experience at the Super Conference Yes. With interactions with things, and I think that that was probably a little bit of an insight into the Platinum family, because the Platinum family is a very different. It's a very different kind of. It's it's to another level. You've got the yes. you know the Ultimate program, but it's a very different um, uh, mentoring program. It's a very different environment. Did you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, sure.
1: So so listen. So I went. I got into the Super Conference being Joe's Ultimate. I haven't known anything. I haven't even done Quantum. Um, Um, And and, and like I said, I've got some results up to that point. So I thought, oh, I probably don't need platinum, you know, I'm doing things. And uh, that's for people who need hand-holding. But what really happened is during the the super conference, we effectively spent a lot of the time during the three days I spent with the other finalists. And most of them were platinum, right? So one of the things I really realized is like these people were really, really, um, you know, really, really uh, uh, intelligent people who are doing really, really interesting things, but they also had an energy between them that, that I couldn't really understand. Like they'll push each other and they'll help each other and they'll drive each other. Uh, and as a group, they were doing things that were just incredible, not just the ones that they've done up to the super conference, but they'll talk about the deals that they were lining up and how the process were going. And I'm like, Well, these people are moving in a much more accelerated pace. So I basically left the super conference asking myself the question, okay, so how do I spend more time with these people? these people, you know, if I can get some of that energy, I want more. Um, So very, very quickly, the very next day I joined Platinum because it was very obvious to me that that's what those people had in common, people from different backgrounds and different, you know, age brackets and different kind of, you know, professional uh, kind of situations. Uh, but they all were driving to the same situation, to, to the same in the same direction. Um, that 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 changed my life, Michael. I've been now platinum for I think it's my third year, um, and and I'm going I'm going nowhere. I'll be a platinum, you know, for a long, long time, um, because the amount of progress that I made every subsequent year that I've been in platinum, it, it's something that I probably wouldn't have been able to achieve in that sort of compressed time frame, any other way. And, and with a lot less pain, because again, I get to avoid a whole bunch of mistakes that I will have made anyway. So mm. um, is that sort of, you know, one-to-one mentorship. Is the fact that, you know, don't get me wrong, Ultimate is great and it's a great community. And there's lots of interesting people who are doing all sorts of interesting stuff. But what Platinum really gave me is he gave me the opportunity to work on my plan and my specific situation, which I guess, particularly once you've done the first couple of steps, it, it becomes even more important because now you're not just part of these sort of, sort of generic group of people. Uh, and, and again, the ultimate programs and the quantum programs are, are awesome, but by the nature of the way they are deliver, uh, they, they need to be, they need to feed, you know, everybody uh, so there's only so much kind of, you know, um, um, uh, personalization that can happen, whereas in platinum is literally one-on-one. So we, you know, I haven't spoken in platinum about any strategy that is not a strategy I'm actively involved in, or any deals that I'm not actively doing. So we talk about my deals, we talk about my situation, we talk about my roadmap, what do the next three, two, four, five deals look like, and, you know, uh, with someone who is really, really experiencing property, who can see sort of my blind spots, who can, you know, who, you know, who catch, catches my lies and my excuses and goes, now Henry, you know, that doesn't let you off the hook, uh, which is also important. And and that has meant that in these three years in platinum, uh, I've probably done, you know, more than I will have done maybe in 10 years uh, elsewhere. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't, i wouldn't wouldn't even dream of doing doing it any other way.
0: Yeah. so so having the the term platinum accelerator, in there, the accelerator is the right word. <laughs>
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It is, yeah. it is an accelerator.
0: So, yeah. Um, so, so, um, Harry, let's let's have a look at some of the deals you've done. So, because and, and, and it'd be nice to know what you've done with the ultimate, and then what you've done with platinum as well. At what, what point? That's I think that'd be really insightful. So, um, what what did you start out with? What was your first? It was a PPR deal. Was that right?
1: Yeah, yeah that's it. So listen, so my, my, my first deal, uh, straight out of uh, straight out of that boot camp, was uh, a PPR deal. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, I was renting, been renting forever, um, you know, severely in debt, no money. So no money and, and, and no house, yeah? Um, and yet I had the clarity coming out of, you know, the education that we get to, uh, to, go, to go into a PPR deal. That was clearly uh, for my particular situation at the time was clearly the right, the right choice. Uh, so I bought, bought a block of land, uh, put a house on top of that, bought, bought a block of land under market value. So I got some natural equity there. Mm-hmm. Then I used that equity to kind of finance the construction of the, you know, effectively of the house that went on top of the land. And then in that aggregated package, I, I, I was able to create a whole bunch of equity. I think I created a I can't remember the number, but it's probably about 140 grand or somewhere around mm-hmm. that vicinity uh, of equity in that one deal. Um, now that equity then allowed me to go and do into the next deal, which we all heard that is super important. That every deal you do puts you in a better position to the next one, not in a worse position to the next one. So.
0: Absolutely. And um, did, and then, were you able to pay off your debt? Did you have your credit card debt then?
1: That's it. So yeah, yeah. So at that point, I still had you know, you know, probably about seventy grand in in, uh, in credit card and all the other stuff. But I could take a portion of that 140 grand, go and get rid of that bad debt, never see it again, uh, and then use the remaining of that money to get into uh, yeah into the next couple of years. Awesome,
0: awesome. And then what then? What happened after there? You you went overseas, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's it. So uh, as you can tell by Max, I you know, wasn't born in Australia. I've uh, been all over the place. Part of a we call it the gypsy family. Uh, my mom's side of the family living in the United States uh, in Florida, uh, so I went. You know, the following year, go visit my mom, and, and obviously, as it happens to many of us, really excited about property, really excited about property, and I discovered the principles apply everywhere, right? So I went to the United States. I found some properties that we were casually looking just in the town that we were in, and we realized, oh well, that will work this way, and that will work this way, and that will work this way, and I, I got enough exciting enough excitement um, in, in my family that you know we turned those into a couple of cash flow deals probably a little bit early in my journey to go and do a whole bunch of cash flow deals but I, there was a bit opportunistic so the opportunity was there the numbers kind of did stack up I could execute without compromising me doing the next deal so I just went I just went and did them and, and learned a whole lot uh, uh, about those and in fact we, we still invest in some of those
0: properties now yeah uh, this is a key in point because um henry you're using some really interesting terminology and using interesting um kind of wordage as well you know it didn't compromise the next deal yes you know and this really is, is this is this is classic from Dipner's side of things it's like you've got to do a deal that's going to put you in a better better position for your next deal you've got to be thinking like a chess player Deal, deal, deal forward. And this is, you're doing exactly what she's, she's stating. So great yeah, to yeah, hear.
1: And I, and I would like, you know, I wish I could claim credit for it, but that's that, <laughs> that's that's a combination of two things. Obviously, Dimna says that every time she gets an opportunity, every event, every boot camp, you know, she'll cover that to one degree or another. Uh, but also working with my coach changed my perspective from a deal-by-deal view of the world to a... Kind of you know, almost a roadmap view of the world, right? So, even though I, I, I wasn't platinum when I did these deals, it you know, you talk about the way I talk today, and it's because I'm not thinking about the next deal, I'm probably thinking about the next five and what I'm going to do five years from now, and what the path looks like, and what I what things need to happen for me to get there. Do so I need more cash or more income, or or, or or whatever? So, that's super important to kind of keep in mind all the time. Fantastic, awesome, awesome.
0: Uh, and, and spot on about, yeah, having, having that accountability and that coach kind of hitting you all the time. Fantastic. Uh, now, did you do, uh, you then got into development?
1: Yes. Then I, uh, you know, as part of that process, again, I, I was able to kind of quit my job. I became a builder, uh, which is what you see all this kind of stuff uh, kind of behind me. Um, and because I was a builder, I realized that the best strategy for my particular situation, in terms of being able to create value into deals and things like that, was to be developments. That's clearly an area where, you know, when, you know, the construction side of things creates a massive amount of value. I also had, you know, I had a little bit more cash than when I started, at least I wasn't, you know, severely on the red, but I didn't have massive amounts of money to go into deals. So I went like, well, if I don't, I'm not gonna have any money, I may as well go into something a little bit bigger. Uh, because it's going to have to be a joint venture no matter what. And in fact, um, all my developments up to up to now uh, has been, have, have been joint ventures. That's kind of my preferred way uh, of working into some of these deals. It gives you an energy and, a, and an accountability that it, it's hard to sometimes get uh, when you're on your own. I've done other deals uh, on my own, but not developments. Developments have always been a JV. So I've done a few quite a few. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Now, just, just to clarify as well, in the US, you just did cash flow deals and and what were they netting you just cash flow wise?
1: Uh, yeah, somewhere between probably six and 10 grand a year, each of, each of those properties. We bought two of those properties.
0: So, they were just the cash flow ones. Now, when you get into the developments, uh, what did you have to put in in order to get into this? You know, like, did, did you have money to put in left over or? Yeah,
1: no, we, we, I had no money. So I had a little bit of money. So I probably had about 50 grand in my first development. My first development is actually a, quite an interesting story. Uh, it's the first one, right? So I don't necessarily at that point have the credibility or the experience or the track record that maybe I have today. But. Um, but I still needed someone to put all the money because I had no, I didn't have enough money to kind of fund the deal. I probably had, I don't know, maybe 50 grand left or, or somewhere around there. So, so I, even, even though I was a builder, which creates a, kind of a little bit of value, I wanted to really, really accelerate the conversations with potential JV partners. So what I did is I went out and found myself a deal. It's one of those things that I know we talk about it all the time in boot camps as such, is that, do you do the JV partner first or do you do the deal first? And it's a bit of a chicken and egg. And if there's no real answer to any of those things and, and, you know, different people end up doing it differently. Well, the way I did it is I went and got the deal first, even though I had no real money. So I put my last $50,000 into the deposit of a property that I know it was a great deal. Not an okay deal, not a maybe it works deal. It was an awesome deal, and then I leveraged the deal to get the JV partner. So I was able to have the conversations in a sense that, listen, I'm Henry. You know, I'm a builder. You know, this is kind of what I do. I'm looking for you know, for for some uh, for some money partners for some you know uh, equity investors, um, and by the way, this is the deal. So it was a lot easier for them to say yes or no. To Henry and the deal that to just Henry, um, <laughs> particularly on that first deal, right? So, yep. so and in fact, I can't tell you today if they said yes to the deal or yes to Henry. Maybe they really didn't like Henry, but they liked the deal a lot, so they decided to put up with me, and that's kind of the way I got that first deal off the ground. And then of course. From that deal, I was able to leverage to go in again into subsequent deals in an easier way. Now I had experience. Now I've you know now I had a little bit of track record and and uh, and slightly in a different position economically too.
0: Awesome. So that so that uh, investment of yours of the 50k into that deal, that netted you some profit.
1: It did. Uh, we multiplied it a fair bit. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, listen we haven't we haven't done the final numbers yet it's that deal that you know there's a, there's, a, there's one last property that we don't know exactly where it's gonna land uh, but at sort of last year's prices uh i will have made probably about 350 grand out of out of, out of that, that that deal will have made about 350 grand now properties have gone up in that area since since we did those numbers last so it'd probably be even better now but yeah it's' Clearly not not about investment. Um, now, one thing that I probably should say, particularly to the people who kind of don't know me well and and, and, and don't know my story well, is that sounds like I took 50 grand and turned it into 350, uh, but there's a whole lot of work involved in between, right? So I might not have invested cash, but I did invested a whole bunch of my time and a whole bunch of my effort into making the deal happen. And that obviously has, it's part of the value that I brought to the deal. It's part of the value that most people can bring to a deal. Like
0: and you went totally out on a limb because you put the 50000 50, down as a deposit without an investor to back you up.
1: Yes. Uh, listen, th- I got, I got, I got uh, we call it calculated risk, right? So <laughs> I, I got a really long settlement, which back then when I did that deal was possible. Yep. yep. So I like got yep. a 12-month settlement. Um, and I well, listen, if I can't find an investor who buys this deal in 12 months to do it with me, Sure, I can find a deal, uh, an investor who will buy it off me, right? So, yeah, okay, I've cool. A, a bit of a, oh, if worse comes the worst, well, I'll just start begging. Can you give me my 50 grand back and take the deal, please? Um, but but it did require a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of drive. And sometimes you need to take calculated risks, yes? Yeah? So sometimes, Absolutely. If, I, if I'd waited for all the stars to align and I see these a fair bit when people want absolutely everything to be completely certain and completely kind of locked in, then by that point, there's no value. And if there's no value, then, you know, it's pretty hard to kind of make money that way. Um, I, I made the money I made in that deal primarily because I was able to put together, you know, a calculated risk, you know, right timing, because again, this deal was, was pretty good. And if I waited you know, a month or two or three, I might have not found another deal like that. Uh, and, and again, the confidence on the education and on the people around me that I was gonna be able to find you know, a way out. I didn't know exactly what that way was gonna be, but I, you know, I was confident that we were gonna to get to the outcome.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. So um, you then continued on to do other developments.
1: Yes, yeah, so by yep. the time I uh, I got on stage in the Super Conference, I had three more of different sizes. Uh, the second of those was an owner JV, so uh, I I knew someone not not a friend of mine, but sort of someone I kind of knew. We shared some circles that had a block of land in a, in, a, in in a sort of middle-ring suburb of Melbourne, um, and all house in it, hadn't touched it for a long, long time, a whole lot of equity sitting in there. Uh, so we decided to do an owner JV where I said like, well, what if we turned your property into two properties, two new properties, you know, a bit of a duplex in there, increase a whole bunch of the equity value, uh, in, increase uh, the rents for him. He wanted to keep them. So it was actually a great deal because we, you know, so I JV with him. We did the whole project, and then at the end, he bought me out and gave me a whole bunch of cash. So um, again, that gave me a little bit more equity for me to put it together with the other stuff and being able to go and move and move to the to the next deal. Now it was an interesting deal because it's obviously completely off market. He never sold it. We actually never transacted on the land. He had it at the beginning. He had at the end we just did the project in between. So sometimes it's about being a little bit creative on how we can create value. And mm. that was the focus of that particular deal is, you know, I was so excited about property, that's how it's like, how can I create some value here? And the conversation about me making money and how we were gonna split it, all that sort of stuff, followed the, how we were gonna create value. Because if there's no value in a deal, there's no value to split, right? Mm. So,
0: totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Awesome. Uh, so development seems to be your thing. So those three deals. So how do they stack up for you, um, dollars wise? Uh, listen, I couldn't tell
1: you the overall number. It's a whole lot of money. I can tell you that. A whole <laughs> lot
0: of money. Okay. All right. That's that's the very official term. <laughs> it's,
1: probably, it's, probably, it's probably a lot more um, than I will have made in a long time in my old job. Um, now. M- much like so, so, there's deals there that in fact I actually have some numbers here. So there's some deals there that gave me you know a couple hundred grand. There's some deals that gave me four hundred grand. Um, that you know there's also there's deals that I'm working on now that will probably give me double that um, because obviously as I got a little bit more confident, a little bit more experience. And also in a slightly different position financially, I was able to go after, you know, bigger deals, whether it's bigger in terms of number of units, you know, five units, six units, uh, or whether or whether they're sort of, you know, in terms of the dollar value, right? So it must still not be a huge amount of units, but it might be in a more expensive suburb or uh, uh, or, or something like that, or where, where I have a kind of a bigger participation. Uh, and that has um, kind of obviously allowed me to, create, I call it the snowball effect. So my first deal, you know, gave me a little bit of money. And then the next deal gave me a little bit more money. Right. And then I could leverage both of those things to do, a, you know, maybe two at a time and create a little bit more money. Um, you know, now five years later, I'm in a completely different place where I'm not, I, you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't think about income anymore. It's just kind of, it's just there. I know my family is, it's kind of secure for kind of a long time. And it's just a matter of how do I continue creating, um, you know, a portfolio and a legacy that will keep me into the future. And that has actually taken me to other strategies.
0: Too. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, that's seriously, you've been looking at chunk deals. Chunk, chunk deals. This is what Dimna calls chunk, a chunk of cash. Yeah, you it. end up with a chunk yeah. of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. listen,
1: I, I follow I follow the recipe that 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 Dimna talks about, you know, the, the you know, the, the, Every time that that she talks about kind of strategies and putting together a bit of a roadmap, right? Which is, well, I started with no money, so I needed money, and the easiest way to get that money is non-income, is cash flow. Other than those two opportunistic things that I did in the United States, which were really opportunistic, they weren't. Um, they were pretty early. In the, they they they've all been uh, up to up to the super conference. They've all been chunk deals because I needed to accumulate a you know a chunk of capital to then being able to go and run you know, my own projects and bigger projects and things like that. Yeah. Uh, um, now, I'm in a slightly different situation now where I'm starting to transition into sort of income deals and cash flow deals, um, because uh, even though I love what I do and I wouldn't think of doing absolutely anything else, and I don't think I'll ever, you know, retire in the traditional say so I don't have a job anymore. I'm, I'm now unemployable. But, uh, you know, I... I uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one will be able to pay me enough money to go and work for them anymore. But uh, I, um, I, 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 I don't intend to stop. But I want to make sure that if one day that changes, like, like it could, that I'm in a place where I don't actually need to work to uh, kind of to live and to secure the, you know, my future and my family. Um, so I've now transitioned into doing a whole bunch of other projects. Uh, I've, done, I've done quite a few sort of rooming house projects. It's a bit of my focus now. Mm. It's kind of my favorite. Just, uh,
0: just, so. just, a, just a quick point before you're getting onto the, ca- the cash flow side of things. Um, there was a question from Joy asking, uh, did you do any development course to enhance your expertise and skills on development? Because uh, obviously, Dimna's program, uh, I mean, you know, we do have in the quantum program, 25% yeah. developers, but have you done other things as well?
1: Yeah. So no, I haven't done anything outside of all of real estate related to, uh, to, uh, to development specifically. Um, Not not as part of me becoming a developer. I became a developer with the tools that we have within this community. Yeah. You've spoken about one of them, Michael. So I did, you know, 25 uh, kind of percent club, but, but again, that that program wasn't available in ultimate when I did it anyway. So I did it much later in the process. Um, And then, and then, you know, Again, Platinum is a bit of a tailored thing. So obviously development is a big portion of that, but my conversations with my coach, can, I can tell you that they're probably 75%, uh, particularly the first couple of years, were about developments, about specific things and where to look and who to talk to. I talk to other people who are doing some of these strategies. I probably learned as much uh, from the people around me, the other students, as I've learned from you know boot camps and 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 webinars and things like that. So. Awesome,
0: awesome. Okay, cool, cool. Um, thanks, thanks for that one. Yeah, and uh, then now you're getting onto the cash flow side of things. You're, you're, right. you're so, you you're branching out. You've got a different, different, different type of strategy now.
1: Yeah, it is. So, I, I, like I said, I'm probably going to continue develop, doing developments forever, but I wanted to complement that with also uh, kind of some cash flow. So I started having a look at it, and again, going back to that. Same principle that I applied when I did the boot camp the first time, and I've probably been to a whole bunch of boot camps since then. I I went back to that menu of options and said, okay, well, if I want cash flow, what are my options for cash flow? And there were a whole bunch of different options. You know, some uh, some suit better my situation and my plan and my taste and my personality. O- others don't. Uh, so I ended up kind of narrowing uh, narrowing. Kind of those strategies, and I focus primarily on rooming houses at the moment. Uh, I also live in Victoria, which, you know, not to be adversarial, but it's probably the best place in the country to the rooming houses. So in terms of uh, regulation and legislation, so it actually made it made it uh, made it easier for me to, to, to kind of go into that strategy. That's my, my only real kind of cash flow strategy at the moment. I'm, I'm you know, pretty deeply into it. So.
0: Awesome. And how many How many of those of you, I think you've completed
1: one, was that right? Yeah, so one completed uh, and four in the process, sorry, three in the process, so total, total portfolio of four. Uh, also looking at, you know, starting to prepare and do some planning with my Platinum coach for what that portfolio will look like next year. There'll probably be another two, three next year. Uh, now, these four will make me, the, the reason why it's four, I'm not 20 or two, is because four will make me financially free. Okay. I realize yep. that those four will replace my pre-dimna income. So you know, dollar for dollar, right? Yep. So that means that once I have those four, I could not do anything else, and you know, could, could go back to the the life I used to have. Now I'm an ambitious person. One, you know, I want to do more if I can do more. So so I'll continue doing them. Uh, we're preparing the rest of, like I said, the plan for next year and the following years, but this year, uh, th- there's lots Uh One of them, particularly, I just literally finished in Country Victoria, which is where most of mine are. Um, we completed it probably about four weeks ago, and within three days, we had 58 applications for, uh, for residents wanting, wanting to live in it. So I had nine rooms in there, wow. 58 applications. Um, you know, we feel feel the place in, you know, a bit, you know, a bit under three weeks, so two and a half weeks by the time everyone moved in. So
0: wow, wow. Awesome, man. Awesome.
1: It's All right, t- excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> so 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 then you obviously have your replacement of income with like that one. Yeah. Now look, um I'm just wary of time and so forth. And looking at where we're at, the one other thing I wanted to just find out from you, you've done a number of JVs. Yes. And I wanted to find out, how do you look at a JV? What works? What doesn't work? Can you share a little bit about, you know, that side of things?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Listen, it's... um, Most of my... All of my developments, actually, are JVs, yeah? Um, So that has exposed me to a whole bunch of different... And they're they're all with sort of different partners. Some within the community, some outside the community, some owners... Some people just put cash. So I have been lucky enough to, in a very, very short period of time, see a whole bunch of different situations, some good, some bad, uh, but you know, um, and that has taught me how to pick a, 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 a good JV partner in a way, right? So, and there's a couple of things that are super, super important. The first one is, you know, each JV partner, whether it's, whether it's me or whether it's the other person, is probably as important to me as it is for the other person is to understand what value each of the partners is creating in the deal. Uh, because that clarity, it's worth gold, right? So that's the stuff that avoids, you know, the, the difficult conversations later on. And if everyone understands, that, like, oh, well, okay, you're gonna put the money and do no work. I'm gonna do all the work and put no money. Then, well, I'm not gonna complain about the fact that he's not doing any work. And he's not gonna complain about the fact that I'm not putting any money. Now that's obviously a super simplistic view of the world, but kind of it's a good illustration of the sort of the sort of conversations that I have with my JV partner. The other thing that I've had to learn is, you know, I love real estate set us really, really well to have the right language and the right thinking around JVs. Yeah. But particularly when we're doing JVs with people outside of the community, those people might not have that language, yeah, or might think about it a little bit different. The reality is also that reality is more complex than you know can be explained in a in, you know in in a in a two-hour and a three-day session in a you know in a in a in a in, you know in a conference or or in a boot camp. So the subtleties of every deal need to be considered, and a lot of that it's learned in the actual deal, like as it's happening. It's like well, you know, we talk about money partners and working partners basically, but sometimes a lot of my deals you you couldn't actually put names to either of them because i'm putting money and i'm doing some of the work the other person's doing some of the work i'm putting some of their money so does that mean but i'm putting i might be putting the serviceability the other person might be putting the equity or you know or i might be putting i don't know my builder's margin or something so it's it's not black and white there's no real recipe you know put three of these two of those find one of those guys and you're off so it's you know the people involved and people are always hard and then the deal behind it I want it needs to be successful put together in a nice box where everyone understands what's happening Um, and also everyone is comfortable enough with the situation to be able to have the conversations Mm -hmm. because sometimes you need to go outside of that box a little bit yeah sometimes you get you know it's it's property deals at the end of the day, right? There's always unexpected things that happens. There's always things that don't go according to plan and nothing, nothing makes that situation easier than sitting down around a table and say, oh, listen, this is a problem. How are we gonna solve it together? And in fact, it's one of the reasons why I do most of my developments, all of my developments as JV is because that allows me to get the insight and the knowledge and the view and the perspective of the other person rather than it being, you know, Henry's show or whatever. Right. So, um, so yeah, no, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. I I wouldn't have done any other way in that respect. Mm,
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, look, uh, how is your life different now? Uh,
1: listen, um, sheesh, uh, now that you, you know, you you help, you know, you asked ask me how to compare. I, I, I don't know what I will say, right? So I'm a very, very different person today, right? I feel like I don't work, right? So I don't, I don't actually need to work. i mean properly full-time. I quit my job a long time ago. I, that feels like the kind of obscure past. I, I spend, you know, really a lot more time with my kids. And I don't mean in a, I mean that I can, you know, I can go to a, you know, soccer game on a Wednesday afternoon, if I want to. Or, you know, if we are doing homeschooling and my wife wants a day off, I can go and spend it with the kids or or we can go to the movies anytime we want. I can take, you know, I can take as many sort of vacations. You know, I feel truly free, right? Um, But I'm also on a path where I know that if I continue to do the things I love, if I continue to be around the people that support me and help me, Um, that I'll I'll get much farther. So I actually, to be honest, Michael, I don't concentrate too much in where I am now. Sometimes it's important to kind of look back and realize all that we've uh, come through and kind of where we're at. Uh, But I tend to be a bit of an optimist and a a bit of a a focus a little bit on the future as well. So I'm in a great place, don't get me wrong. I, I love where I am, I couldn't be happier. You know, I'm, I'll be incredibly grateful to this community and to Dimna and to, and to you guys to help me kind of get here. But this is nothing compared to where I'm hoping I'm in, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, yeah?
0: So. Mm-hmm. Still got that ambition, isn't it? To attri- uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, looking, looking this, yes. Yeah, looking forward. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, man. All right. Um, and then now, what would you say to others in the community? If they're just starting out and they're just like, you know, what, what would you What would you say? Would you give them some advice? And what would that be?
1: Yeah. Listen. So the first thing that I will say is take Take action. Yeah. So if If action, you know, all the books, all the knowledge, all the, well, you know, we We live in a content rich environment in this community, right? There's all sorts of stuff. You could probably spend months, if not, you know, if not years, having a look at every single piece of content, every recording every little thing here and there. Um, but the reality is, you know, results get achieved when when you finally go and take action, yeah? Now, that will mean different things for different people. If you're really, really early in your journey, you know, taking action might be just having one conversation or it might be just, you know, doing, doing a reverse visibility or getting market ready, right? If you're further in the journey or if you're in a slightly different situation financially, it might be just about overcoming fear and finally making that decision that you know you have to make and you know it's going to take you to a to a better place but maybe like me all of those years ago you you don't see it because you really don't want to see it because if you see it you need to do something about it right so.
0: wow wow henry awesome it's a long way from your uh your your son saying Hey, Daddy, you know, come back and visit us soon, hey? It's
1: been a, it's been, it's been a great ride, actually. In fact, I, I, uh, I was thinking about this uh, t- today when I, when I left home, and, um, and you know, same story, right? I'm leaving home, but I'm just coming, you know, ten minutes down the road to, to, uh, to, to my office, and, uh, said same. Say bye to my kids, and my kids say the same. But very, it actually sounded very, very similar. It kind of remind me of it. They were like, oh, well, well, bye, Daddy are you coming home for lunch or this afternoon, right? And it's (laughs) an entirely different place of being, right? It's also an entirely different energy because me being home this afternoon means, means nothing. I know I'll be there tomorrow and the day after and basically every time I want.
0: Awesome, Henry, awesome. That's, uh, that's, that's, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, look, thank you so much. I think we're at the end. Was there anything else you wanted to add there?
1: Or uh, No, not really, unless there's any questions. Again, I'm always around. I, as, as people who know me will, uh, will know already, uh, including you, Michael, I am not a shy person or, or afraid to talk. If anything, <laughs> the problem is getting me to quite down um so listen if you bump into me here or there if you want to know more about what i do reach out i'm around you know more, more than happy to uh yeah more than happy to help anyone in anything that i can so we're all part of our one community at the end of the day so
0: yeah yeah uh awesome and now derek just asked a question uh, you mentioned being a builder did you take a course after joining i love real estate
1: Yeah. yeah. So the journey of being a builder is one of those really, really kind of big exercises. Um, So yeah, it took me probably four years to get there. Uh, There's, yeah, there's education. There's like some formal education that you have to do, whether, uh, whether it helps you be a builder or not, you know, there's opinions on that. But I also started, I have a very good friend of mine. Uh, So today's my, my business partner and some some of the companies who who was a builder, and that helped me kind of get, go through the process to the point where I you know eventually got my own licenses and my own businesses and things like that. So so it's a bit of a journey. More than happy to talk talk about it, kind of a little bit of of line, but it's it's not for the faint hearted, and it's certainly not something that gets done, you know, overnight or within a short period of time. Mm. Okay, awesome, awesome,
0: Henry, thank you thank you so much uh thanks for sharing um it's been awesome i know that everyone's kind of got a lot a lot of interest there's been kind of comments on facebook and also here as well so i really appreciate you sharing your story it's, it's a fantastic story I, I, and i really you know uh hats off to you in regards to um what you've done and going kind to of look forward to seeing what happens and what you achieve going forward as well So look, we better, we better end off there. We're just, this is the lunchtime break. So for everyone joining, thank you so much for joining. Um, Really appreciate Henry. Thank you. Once again, mate, thank you so much. Uh, We'll end off there. Thanks everyone for joining us and joy for some of the questions and Derek and some others as well. And also on Facebook and we'll see you around. We'll, we'll have another one uh, next, uh, next Friday as well. Not too sure who that's going to be. I'm not going to tell it (laughs) will always, always be interesting. Always a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it all there and um, we'll end off and have, a, have an awesome Friday and weekend. Hey? Awesome. Thank you. See you it's a pleasure. Time. All right. See everyone now.